You're listening to Wake Up Our Faith, the weekly broadcast from Uprint Faith and Personal Development. Connect with us on the web at uprint.life. Hello and welcome to Wake Up Our Faith. This is the show where passion, purpose, and dreaming big challenge common sense. We like to think of it as a conversation to shed light on the upside of upside down living. Matt Ham, Kevin Adams, with the co-founders of Uprint, a faith and personal development organization. Uh, look forward to joining you guys every single week. Let us know where you're uh, watching or listening from. If you're catching this on the podcast, uh, which is Wake Up Our Faith on iTunes or Spotify, would love for you to, to leave us a quick little uh, review and uh, it helps folks recognize kind of what's going on here and, and being a part of the conversation as well. Um, our corporate partners make this show possible, one of those being Freeman Landscaping. This is Southeastern North Carolina's largest landscaping and irrigation firm, family owned and operated since 1992. If you have any residential or commercial landscaping needs, give them a call 910-796-1166. Also the Honeycutt Group, this is a family owned insurance brokerage company, Chad Honeycutt and his team, great team there, uh, very friendly, customer service uh, oriented, uh, any insurance needs you have, they have 10 plus years experience in the business, give them a call 910-338-1773. Kevo, happy day. Hey, I catch it. <laughs> Today, lean out of the picture. Don't go, don't go. We'll, we'll do it together. <laughs> we uh, today, today we're we're diving into this this topic. You know, we, we meet with a lot of people. And a lot of times when you start talking about faith with people, mm-hmm. they automatically go to this polarity of what am I going to have to lose? Right, you know, it's gonna. I'm gonna have to lose something, and it's mm-hmm. maybe something as small as you know, um, I can't drink anymore, can't dance anymore, can't whatever that kind of mindset. Right. Or it's like oh, I gotta sell everything, or you know, all, right. people just go crazy mm-hmm. um, from a place of what What am I gonna lose? Mm-hmm. And and that's the the wrong mindset to take into faith. And and we want to kind of set the the you know record straight. Yeah. yeah. Well. Uh, everything becomes an intellectual argument, and uh, God's just beyond that. So, you know, it's like uh, we talked about the other day. I asked you, I said, look, we're in Wilmington. Um, <clears throat> I heard Russell Crowe's around. Yeah, he is. He's shooting a movie in town. It's pretty cool. The man. Gladiator. We're on the map. Maximus Decimus Sabridius, <laughs> whatever his name is. Yeah. So, somehow I knew you would know that. But... Um, but you know, I said, Matt, if we get if we if we launch from the Cape Fear River, uh, and then we got to go to Charleston, and you've got uh, a boat, a decent boat, you know, not a, a, a little tiny, <laughs> not a dinghy, a dinghy, or uh, you know something like that. The the first thing you're gonna do is get a picture of what that looks like, and and you know rely on. The satellite and the, the technology and all the equipment and why shouldn't we? It's great, but uh, but what if you have to? Uh, you don't have any of that. Then what do you got? You know. So the conversation was, well, what what is there? And and that is you got stars, you've got the elements, you've got the sun, you got land, the coast. These are like uh, they're permanent fixtures. And, and so we have to go back to that place and, uh, and navigate a different way. So this mm-hmm. whole thing about loss versus letting go is really about flipping everything over and learning how to navigate from a different place. 
as if you were taking a boat and you didn't have all the technology. You would have to rely on something else, yeah. a sexton, you know, to help you see where you are. Well, you know, we become, in our culture, we become so conditioned to rely on our phones and, you know, technology and the instantaneous kind of nature of this. Mm -hmm. And so we put God in the box that that's how he functions as well. Right. In the sense of, you know what I mean, kind of a, right. while he is always present and on demand in this stuff, you know, right. he, he is that still small voice. And so I, I love the concept of learning how to navigate your faith life from a completely and entirely different culture and mindset that we navigate in each and every day. Yeah. And, and and even going into the conversation that you and I got into about the whole logic thing mm -hmm. is that you know we think in that logical linear mindset and God just doesn't operate no. in that construct. That's right. And so you have to literally lay everything down mm -hmm. and come from that fresh place if you want to follow him the way yeah. that he is supposed to be followed. Yeah, that's right. Um, so you, what you have is when you look at it from a kind of a bird's eye, what Actually, when you look at it through God's eyes, what you see is you've got loss on on one in one column, and underneath that, what is the motivator? It's fear. Mm. And where does fear come from? Where what is the pathway of fear? That's the enemy. Uh, the other side is letting go. So you got two L's: loss versus letting go. It's like salt and sugar. They look similar, mm. or they look exactly alike on the surface. Uh, you know, even people read my book, sometimes they say, oh, I don't want to lose everything. Well, you know, it's not about losing. It's about getting the wine out of the grape. You, if you refuse and you hold on, God will crush that sucker because he loves you. But it's letting go is, is about freedom. Mm. It's about faith. And that is a whole different thing. Uh, faith and fear are not opposites. Fear and love are opposites. But the only way you can love like God is to start with a foundation of real faith. Um, and, and so, you know, we're going from loss with a, a, a subtext of fear or a root of fear. I'm afraid. When you hear the word loss, immediately we, we all go to that same place. What? Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, loss. It's a horrible kind of word, right? Yeah. But when you let go... You're not trying to do it anymore. You're, you're yielding. Now we can be the bride of Christ. Now we can be his created beings. Now we can be the branch and the vessel, etc. So letting go is a whole different thing. And that's what, you know, we go back to the rich young ruler. It wasn't about being poor. It was about letting go. Mm. You know, God and mammon, etc. So. so the command of God is to let go. Yeah. And people assume mm -hmm. the command of God is to lose Right. It all. And Intellect. so, yes. And so, therefore, they're operating out of a fear based mindset. Right. When in reality, that is what is keeping them from the freedom that they were exactly. destined for, if you will, that God has for them. That's right. And so, the only way to freedom, you know, um, I love, uh, I keep hearing Janice Joplin's voice in my head, you know, uh, freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose, you know, that, that whole line yeah, in that song. Sure. But I love that mindset yeah. because, you know, when you've let go of everything, mm -hmm. you ultimately are free. That's right. And that's where people want to get, mm -hmm. but this block of loss and fear right. is keeping them from it. Right. We, and we talk about fear. The main three roots of fear are fear of death, which translates into all these different physical ailments, sickness. You know, oh, I got a cold. Well, it points in that direction. Uh, fear of poverty, 
oh no, I got a bill I can't pay. It's not going to happen at all. You know, it's fear. It's fear. It's it's the enemy squealing and pulling us back away from who we are. And then, of course, fear of the opinions of others. And as we teach people that what other people think of you is none of your business, move forward. It's only about you and God outward. And then you can love other people. So those three things, when you're free from those, then you're free but in order to get there, it takes practice. So you have to understand it to even step into it. Yeah. But loss versus letting go are, are two completely different things. So my thought is for the listener, for the viewer, for those who are joining us. By the way, thanks for tuning in. Um, let us know where you're listening from. and appreciate you guys. Um, the For the listener out there who's going, how do I know if I'm living from a fear mindset? Like how could I, what fruit would there be or what would be a litmus test for living from a loss type, you know, limited mentality? Well, I think that you have to check the condition of your heart. And the way you do that is, is how do you feel? And if you feel heaviness, you feel stress, you can't sleep at night, you feel worried, uh, if, if you feel drawn to something uh, in a certain stressful kind of way, you know, it's like being around someone who, with a critical spirit. After a while, it just feels heavy. You just want to be done. Mm. But if you're around someone who's joyful, who lifts you up, who empowers you, who, who brings energy, it feels different. Um, so I think most people understand that here, um, but maybe don't realize when they're operating from that. Um, that's why people medicate with alcohol, drugs, pornography, and all these other things. So we want to feel good. And that does matter. That matters. So when, when we're operating out of this loss mentality, what do we do? We hunker down. Mm. We wrap our arms around. We, we don't give. We hold on to. Yeah. What we're doing is saying, I'm actually more merciful than God. And instead of going, Lord, you got it. But when you let go, what happens is God shows you more. Now... You're operating from your anointing because he's meeting you there. He pours into this open arm or empty vessel mentality, yielded bride-like yeah. uh, focus. And it, it's it. the only thing that's scary about it is the first step. You'll see him. He'll meet you right there. In, in, in your own experience, your life, your testimony, mm -hmm. when, when did this start to set in for you? I mean, was there a certain event, um, multiple events, I'm sure, um, but when did that start to happen? Like, what, what would be a, a, the first thing that comes to your mind when you think about the difference here for you? Well, I think that uh, we, we have uh, so many different traumas throughout our life that it, it's hard to kind of pinpoint a certain one, but... <clears throat> what if, if I could make it quick and put it in a nutshell, uh, I felt like I had to get rich to go and minister to people. Why? Because, well, you got all these other responsibilities instead of doing the thing he put in you. So think about what if the Beatles would have said, uh, well, before we can ever do make music, we've got to really get rich and make mm. money. The Beatles would have never happened. Yeah. And whether you like them or not, it doesn't matter. Mm. You can see God's genius working through. In a, you know, uh, So for me, I felt like, oh, wow, not only do I need to prove myself and all these other things, and I'm the provider, and man, I was just really narcissistic in my faith. But 
when I lost everything, it did, it freed me. What I wouldn't choose, God chose for me and said, I'm going to show you. Mm. And now I walk around free. And, and, and so, but everybody has that. But that's when the anointing starts to, to un, be uncovered and you start to really hear it and grab hold of it. Yeah. So God doesn't like sit there and make you wait forever. But you can't grow until you uh, exercise your faith. Hmm. So that's so, the difference. Yeah. So it, it's funny. And I had a conversation early, uh, earlier this week and somebody was saying like, that they knew the place they want to go, right? They think sure. they know. But they're saying, but I can't go there until I have this. And whether that's money or someone's approval of the process or whatnot. And, and, and really the thing that I felt like God was saying to me in that moment is, I have already given you everything you need. Mm-hmm. Like we have everything that we need to, to step into who yeah. he's called us to be. Well, let's look at this. Let's take it a step further. And, and uh, it's funny because the last week or so, I've been really dealing with this with people. You've got to look at it. See, there's the word right there. Done is anointing. And so it, it, we've got to look at this. A lot of times what I run into with people is they are they start getting free of strongholds and behavior patterns and they feel better. And like, wow, I just want to rest. I just want to camp out. And you need time. But remember... It's swept clean to go and 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 really your value uh, be expressed by God in the world. You've got to take a little step. Right. So the best way to do that, along the lines of what you're saying, is not only has God given you what you need, it's done. Mm-hmm. It's already done. God's not bound by the way we see things. This is heavenly. There's no start or finish. It's done. So that doesn't mean the, the paradox is God lets us choose. We, we, when we see in the earth, we don't see everything. We have to follow by faith. So he opens it up. So we get to be childlike and have an adventure, but it's already done. So it's like saying it's already blessed. Let's follow that. Instead of begging him to bless everything else, follow that. And not only will you be satisfied, but it'll work. It's like the Red Sea parting kind of thing. So you got to look at it. Not only is is he going to give you what you need, and even the desires of your heart, what you want, but it's already done in heaven. Your job is to gradually, gradually, joyfully uncover it here, yeah. And it cannot fail. So it, you got to look at it like, oh, it's done. You have to see it through his eyes. Yeah, if that makes sense. It does. And I have a a, a question that I want to ask, but we're going to take a quick break before right. we do. So, guys, thanks for tuning in to Wake Up Our Faith. Uh, Matt and Kevin, we're going to be back after a short break. Don't go anywhere. Hey, this is Matt Ham, one of the co-founders of Uprint, and I wanted to let you know about the Portable Faith Community. Wake Up My Faith is a content-rich, portable community that helps you effectively live out your faith on a daily basis. By removing the common obstacles of too little time and missed opportunity, the Uprint team now makes it incredibly simple to wake up your faith each day in a high-quality way. We offer three membership options to help you get plugged in right where you are, as well as high-quality courses and one-to-one mentoring. Go to wakeupmyfaith.com to learn more. That's www.wakeupmyfaith.com. 
Hello and welcome back to Wake Up Our Faith. Matt Ham, Kevin Adams, co-founders of Uprint. Thanks for jumping on the show with us today. I uh, appreciate you guys tuning into this broadcast. We are live streaming on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Uh, if you are on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, any of those, make sure you like, subscribe, do all that kind of stuff so you can stay tuned with uh, the new video releases that we have. We appreciate you guys being a part of this uh, and watching along with us, whether it's on the live version or on the replay. Um, our corporate partners make this show possible. want to recognize and thank them. One of those being Century 21 Swoyer & Associates. Uh, this is a full-service uh, real estate uh, organization, uh, both buyers and sellers of real estate. Um, been doing business in southeastern North Carolina for more than 30 years. If you're looking to get into the real estate business even, make sure you give them a call, 910-256-0021. Also, Chris Hutchins at Guaranteed Rate Mortgage. Chris has more than 20 years of experience in the mortgage business and a growing team. If you're looking to buy a home or refinance your home, make sure you give Chris a call, 910-344-0304. So Kev, we're talking today about the concept of loss versus letting go. People who step into their faith or are hesitant to step into their faith because yeah. they're afraid of what it, they might lose mm-hmm. um, and, and what it might cost them or whatever you want to look at the language on that uh, versus the freedom of actually being completely right. released right. Uh, of everything around you. And you said beforehand that when you start to step into what God's doing in your life, what you're actually doing is coming into alignment with what He has already done. Yes. It's already done in That's heaven, right. meaning your anointing, the desires of your heart, the things that God put there, they're already done. That's right. All you have to do is yield and step in That's right. and let God complete it. Now, yeah. that begs the question is, is how would you answer someone? I'm not being snarky, but I just sure. want to understand. Snark away, man. <laughs> when someone goes, that's too good to be true. Then go do what you want. Is it working for you? Hey, look, we're not here to convince people. Right. This is not a multi-level marketing plan. If you are seeing something, what are you seeing fruit? Yes. Are you hungry? Yes. Are you worn out and tired? And you start answering these questions. We're here to help, but we're not here to beg you. We're not going to beg you. We're leading and so uh, that's sort of my mentality. It may seem a little harsh, but we're not talking about two-year-olds here. We're talking about people who say they're Christians. And so, you know, I, I'm gentle about it, but at the same time, look, when you've gone through, I, I was talking to a really close friend earlier who was in Afghanistan. He's one of our, our, our clients and, and brothers, and he was describing something that was so powerful, and I want him to describe it and I don't want to take that away, but he, he faced an explosion and he described what this was like and it was blowing me away, but I'm sitting there going, wow, gosh, this is gold. This is your gold. So, you know, I think the tendency is to, is to look at things in that moment and not recognize that God is doing something and everything's redeemable. So it's never too late. Let's go back a second. I, I want to answer your question. But it, God himself is too good to be true, or he's not. Mm. You have to go there and decide that first and foremost. And if, he, if you believe that he's real, then you got to follow that out. You don't get a check out of it halfway through yeah. and, and have integrity. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll waste your life and the enemy wins. Uh, he may not unsave you, 
but he he keeps you from doing what you were meant to do. Yeah. So think about uh, this idea of loss versus letting go. Um, do you want? Let's say you're the coach of a, you're in the playoffs, or you know you got a, you you got you're in the final game. Do you want your quarterback focused? You're five points behind. Do you want your quarterback so focused on the scoreboard and the fact that you're losing and about to lose and you got 30 seconds left? Or do you want him focused on, I've got to go forward toward the end zone if it's football or, you know, whatever. There's a big difference there. You see, one, you can feel one and you can feel the other. And one is, is maturity. It's childlike. Mm. It's, we, there's hope. There's yeah. joy. There's see. There's fruit. Yeah. Over here, it's just I'm done. Yeah. Well, it, even the loss and letting go thing, right? Yeah. If you're afraid of losing the yeah, game, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you're afraid of losing the game, you're probably going to lose the game. Exactly. But if you let go and just play, right? You know, chances are, yeah. you know, you're going to win. Yeah. So, so too good to be true doesn't really come into play. I'm not saying it's not. People don't ask it. Yeah, I yeah. Think you're, you know, as an advocate of the listener and everything it's it's people do ask these things sure but that my answer is somewhat abrupt because unless you're a kid yeah you know uh, just <laughs> what what do you want yeah do you want god or not mm-hmm. and uh that's the that's the wonderful thing about him what he's done for us he paid for us so that we can do this. And, uh, yeah, it's a big deal. It's the best thing there is. You know, I love what you said about you, you need to back up to the place of do you believe that God's too good to be true? I love what you said there because, yeah. you know, if you're questioning this is too good to be true, then you really need to get to grips with who do you say God is. Right. And it really reminds me of that brilliant um, C.S. Lewis um, essay where he wrote Man or Rabbit. And basically, right. he, he argues and he says, you're either a man or a rabbit. Mm-hmm. A rabbit can't decide things about God. But men, men have been given the capacity yeah. to make a decision about yeah. what you believe. And he either was that and it's all in mm-hmm. or not. But right. you cannot be the ostrich with your head in the sand refusing to make the decision. With integrity. Yes. Yeah, you have to decide. Um, now... It's it's there's so much to this that we can't possibly cover it all, but you do have to start there, and always go back to that place. If you've got some big crazy general question like that, then you've got to come back to what you do know. What do you know? Yeah. And if you don't believe, then well, I'm not going to try to convince you. I got people who need help, and and so it, this no longer is about uh, you know this pressure about uh, come to my church or get a star by your name or you know do the sinner's prayer and I'm not saying all those things are bad I'm just saying we need to stand up and be his sons and daughters and lead and when we do that God will draw people and he'll he's already done it all it's like this isn't Calvinism we're not saying we have no choice we're saying that it's paradoxical and it's beyond our intellect. So when we start, it, God lets us choose and we get to have this adventure and uncover who we are and we feel fulfillment, we praise Him, we bless other people and we find fulfillment. It's perfect. So, and that's what sonship is. But So when you back off of that just a second and you realize, 
it, it, it's not about intellect. Intellect will always tell you, well, how can that be? Or it's too good to be true. That intellect only and always points to man is God. Mm. It's humanism. So intellect isn't bad until you carry that and exalt that and let that be on the throne of your heart. So you've got all these intellectuals who, you know, that's fine. God made them. Yeah. And, and, and back to the rabbit thing, you know, we're talking about a spiritual argument here. It's way above that because now we have the mind of Christ. And you read in 1 John, it says, as he is in the world, so are we. So we're not arguing this from who we are. We're arguing it from who he is through us. And it can't be defeated by intellect. It cannot. That's why Jesus knew what was going on with people. Yeah. And he, he just he baffled them. Yeah. Well, because he, it's all intellect. Yeah, he unseated intellect. He did, I mean, exactly. basically. That's right. He came in and abolished intellect. The law and all the legalism and all that stuff, yeah. it just abolished it. That's right. And they're, they're, the thing that's funny to me is so many folks try to make sense of God um, when it doesn't make sense. I mean that's like right. the, that's like the automatic thing they try right. to do is I want to make sense of this yeah. and 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 whether they come at it from the angle of well scripture this or well this that or well and everything's coming at it from this intellect. intellectual yep. place and it's not an intellectual argument not, at all never been it unseats intellect and that is the nature of faith yeah. and and so it's it's really interesting to kind of get folks to that decision point of saying if you desire something you don't have then you have to come to grips with accepting things for the way that he says they are yeah. instead of the way that you right. think they should be. That's right. That's exactly right. And so when you go back to it's already done, you got a quarterback on the field with a minute left and you're five points down and he's got to go the length of the field. He needs to know, just like David knew, that, that he was going to defeat Goliath, not in his own strength, but he, he could see it, just like Michael Jordan knew that he was going to be this leader. We have to know that. The only way to know that is to understand how to listen to God's voice in Romans 8. It says those who are led by the Spirit, these are the sons and daughters of God. When we start there, we see in the end, we don't know it all because we've got to carry it out here. His will, His kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. This is what Jesus is pointing to and trying to tell us. Yeah. But it's so beautiful and we get to do it together. That's the church. You get to be the front wheel, I'm the back wheel, whatever, on the bike. But but when you start to just step in, God will meet you there and he'll take you further. That's what's so good. But if you shy away with this idea of, oh no, oh, I got this, I'm afraid of this or that, then he just says, okay, well, you hang out there. When you're ready, I'm right here. Yeah. He lets you come to it because he's a great teacher. He's a good tutor. He's a better father. I, I'm thinking about Thomas. Yeah. After the resurrection. Right. Right. It's to, so talk about Thomas in relation to kind of people wrestling with the doubt thing or is this as good as it says it is or that kind of, kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Because Thomas said, I'm not believing you until I touch the the nail holes kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And so is that healthy or is it not healthy? I mean, how does God make allowance for that for people? Sure. Um, and, and that kind of, that question. Well, that's a good question. Uh, th this isn't about beating people up or saying, you know, oh, you infantile. It, this is about saying, uh, come on, let's get a first down. Let's do it one step at a time. 
But we have to live it, and when we live from that place, we're leading because people see it. They see the fruits of the Spirit. They see the physical fruit. They see this stuff. So that's the better way to argue this rather than trying to convince somebody by some weird plan. Mm -hmm. um, either it's true or not. So you start there. But uh, the doubting Thomas thing, I think it's normal for people to question. It's okay. I yeah. think it's healthy. But you can't sit there and keep questioning. It's like saying, I got a headache, but I'm just not sure if I'm going to take the aspirin or not. Well, just take it. Yeah. You know, at some point you want to grow. You don't want to wait 20 years, keep saying the same stuff. <laughs> Complaining about a headache. Yeah. 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 So God gives us hunger, but but what edifies that, what builds that, and that's what we teach is it's the word, it's it's a place of joy. You spend time meditating joyfully, journal, whatever you want to do, and then you step into the desires of your heart. But that's not some big heavy weight or burden. It's learning to yield to what he's doing and go there, but to navigate by the stars rather than by your technology. Mm. You know, because if the if the electrical system goes out on your boat or your battery's gone, what are you gonna do then? Yeah, what are you gonna do then? Yeah. So we we have to go back to the thing that no one can take away. Well, that's you know I love that you kind of closed up with that as we we kind of wrap up this first segment here is what's the better way? Is it better to navigate by the stars in a sextant or is it better to navigate by GPS? And you have a world of logical people right. saying that it's better to navigate by GPS right. until the satellite goes down exactly. and then everybody else is lost. Right. But that dude that's navigating by the stars is never lost because yeah. he's free. That's right. And that's where so many Christian folks fall yeah. into the trap of navigating by logic yeah. until logic fails them right. and then they're lost. That's right. God, we don't throw logic out. We, we bring it into submission to the bigger thing. And that's God tells us this. It, I mean, look, he says, walk by faith, not by sight. He says, lean not upon your own understanding. Don't be tossed about by the waves, or, you know, like the, like the waves. Over and over and over, he's telling us the same thing. He's not saying, I demand that you do this. He's saying, come on. He, he's trying to convict us of who we are, not of how bad we used to be. Mm. Go, go, go. He's a good father. And, and it's it's great. But he, all he's saying is, just take a step and I'll meet you there. So you, you don't have to like figure it all out overnight. Just take a step. Just start planting a seed over there in that field through you know these different... Uh, time with God, just to spend time with Him. But yeah, the walls of Jericho didn't come down by intellect. Um, Gideon, none of that stuff is is uh, is intellectual. It's just not. It, God supersedes that. That's why He says, "I'm going to give you peace that surpasses uh, the understanding of men." You got to be a fool if you want to be wise. Over and over, we see it over and over. Yeah. If if, if if you don't ever study or you don't teach that to your family or your children then, yeah, they're not going to get it. Mm. All they want to do is, not not yours, but most people, is is look at this phone. I'm, I'm holding a phone for those who can't see what I'm doing. And, oh, yeah, I can Google anything or whatever. Mm. And that's great. But that has to come into submission of where who you are. You know, that is meant to serve us, not us it. Mm. And anyway, I, I'm, I'm rambling, but that's... it's. It's okay to have doubts as long as it produces hunger mm. and helps you go forward. Yeah, it's that's not bad. Mm. 
It's just, you notice Doubting Thomas did not stay Doubting Thomas. Absolutely. He was on milk. He was a kid, but he, he grew into uh, a child of God. Yes, yeah, step down. Childlike. Heart stays childlike, but not childish. Yeah. You know. Good, good stuff. Guys, thanks for tuning in the first segment here. Don't go anywhere. Second segment, Faith in Business, back right after this. Mm-hmm. 